Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. Actions speak louder than words. We hear this so often, and I think that that quote is attributed to Abraham Lincoln. But when actions don't align with the words that people speak, what feeling does that bring up for you? Distrust? Confusion? Excitement? Is this only a problem for you when the words are loving, but the actions are not? What if the actions are loving, but the words are flat or non-committal? I don't want to argue with Lincoln here, but must we always choose one thing to be more important than another? When the words and music don't match, do you notice right away? Do you notice this in people, or does it take some time to be aware that the words and actions are mismatched? In the beginning of a relationship, it may not be as obvious because the speed of getting to know one another can mask mismatched actions and words. There's often some uncertainty, like how fast does someone else want to move? How much do we reveal and at what speed? So in this way, your actions might be a little bit slower than your words or vice versa, right? And I wonder if there's a difference in heteronormative matches between the way men speak and act and the way women speak and act. I have this sort of working hypothesis that Women talk about things when they are ready for action, and men talk about things to get ready for action. For example, women may have given a lot of thought and deep introspection to having children, and then they start to bring it up. They talk about children, what hair color their child might be born with, will the baby be a ginger like Aunt Anna, and if they're asked if they want to have a child, they answer, absolutely I do. It's almost like, what do you think I'm going on about? Men may start noticing baby's cheeks and the idea of fatherhood, and they begin to talk about it like an idea that is beginning to form, but it's an idea without teeth. And when you ask them if they want a child, they say, yeah, maybe someday. One is talking about it because they're ready to have this desire, and the other is talking about it to become ready. Everyone processes readiness for something different. So forget my hypothesis that women and men have different ways to process life stages. And let's just say, and this is probably a pretty true statement, that every human has a unique way that they talk about what they want versus taking action to get what they want. And is the only real problem here that we're not aware of this true statement. And so we omit the step of saying, 
I'm the kind of person who needs a lot of safety around moving forward with something, and so I roll ideas of partnership around a bit before I commit. Or I've thought about this a lot, and I'm talking about partnership because at this point in my life, I can't imagine any other relationship style that I would be comfortable in. One is planting the desire, and one is ripe for the desire. And what if neither process was really wrong? What if these were just two different operating models and we simply apply self-awareness here and communication to make both acceptable? I'm not sure how I feel about this idea of just be straight with people and it's okay to act in any particular way. Like if you just want a fuck buddy, but you also bring your fuck buddy to your cousin's wedding and you shovel snow from their car and you spend every night with them, you are their beloved. If you can't commit with words, figure that shit out. I don't care how many times you said, we're just friends with benefits. If you're acting like a beloved, you are acting unkindly at worst and unconsciously at best. It's the same with a partner you're flirting with, though you're married. Nothing can ever happen, you say to them, but you keep them so emotionally tied to you that they are only focused on you. And then you're an asshat. You know what you're doing, and it doesn't matter how clear you were at the start. You are masturbating with another human when you have this strongly of a mixed messages. Hey, I guess I really do know how I feel about the idea of being sort of straight with someone in words, but acting completely different from this straight talk. It's really not okay. It doesn't give you a pass at bad behavior just because you're naming the bad behavior. And we hear people getting absolutely slaughtered for their actions not matching their words. It's always sort of the other person, right? And I wonder if this is you and if you're raging about someone who talks about marriage but never pops the question or goes ring shopping or even ever sleeps over, I wonder two things. One is, have you asked the person? Have you asked, how close are you to wanting this thing you're talking about? Not in a timeline like nailing them down to some ultimatum, I want to ring by March of 2023 or I walk, but in asking about intention. So ask them, when you talk about marriage, how real is that to you? When you talk about marriage, am I someone that you're thinking of? Oof, this one's really hard, right? So hold steady if there's a pause or a break in eye contact or a no. Knowing how to center yourself for hard questions and answers is really an important skill and one that I teach very strongly in my coaching program. So hit me up if you need a little help with this. And the second piece I wonder about, which is every bit as overlooked as communicating intentions with others, is asking yourself about your actions and your words to yourself. How often do we judge others for the very thing that we are doing ourselves? Do your actions match your words? Do you find yourself complaining, saying things like, she says she loves me, but she doesn't listen. She doesn't touch me. She doesn't prioritize me. Yet do you listen, touch, and prioritize yourself? Do you say that you love yourself, but you treat yourself in non-loving ways? Have you learned how to soothe your inner critic? Or do you still tell yourself to fuck off? Have you connected to your desires and do you take action to get them? Not sometimes, but as a way of living that is loving to yourself. 
If you've ever had a lover who talked about spoiling you, about loving you, creating with you, but bailed every single night because work tired them out, how long would you stay in that relationship? How long are you willing to talk about the things that you want without taking action to get them? Let's use fitness goals as an example. What if you decided in 2023, this is the year that you will run the Boston Marathon? You've talked about it with whomever will listen, followed all of the running blogs, you shop for shoes and cute cold weather dry fit gear, you told everyone that 2023 was your year. Heartbreak Hill, here you come. Your brain is committed. And then you never run for more than four miles. You never learned how to train for that type of distance. You never ran. It is the same for self-love. You decided back in 2021 and 2022 that that was going to be the year that you had self-love. You decide now in the year 2023 that self-love is what you will have. You are on board. Self-love is what everyone says is the thing you need to have to love others, to thrive in your passions, your relationships. You know you must have it and have it you will. Self-love is living a turned on life and you decide that you're going to commit to that level of confidence. But you do not know what steps to do to actually get there. You do not know how to get beyond talking about it and you stay where you are because you don't know how to train to get the love that you want to feel for yourself. There are steps that are mysteriously not common in our culture. It almost feels like they're intentionally kept a secret. Everyone is saying love yourself and then they hide away the strategies to do that. But the steps are the same whether you have imposter syndrome, fear of success, fear of rejection, fear of embarrassment, or fear of death. If you want to run the Boston Marathon, you get to the finish line after 10 years of saying this is my year by hiring a personal trainer. You use their training and their workouts and you schedule these runs to avoid injury and you run. You prioritize running. When you're training for marathons, especially one like the Boston Marathon, you eat, breathe, sleep, drink, and think about running. And to love yourself and others in the magical way that is possible, after saying that you will do this for the past 10 years, you need to hire a coach. If you've been wanting this and not having it for 10 years, if this is not something that's new to you, hire a coach. Use my practices to offer yourself what you need. Train with me to let go of the past and get lots of clarity on the future. Learn how to meet every part of yourself with compassion. Get so turned on and curious about yourself that love begets more love. Doing this just takes training. You cannot say you want it and not take action to getting it. You also cannot act in ways that are not aligned with what you say to yourself that you want. So get clear on what you want for yourself. Self-awareness and where you are right now today in your journey to this love is one of the most powerful tools that you can have. And I find it's one that people fall off on. They think they feel worthy. Like if you were to have asked me, do you feel worthy of love? I would say, yeah, fucking A, absolutely. But there were some things in me that only were brought out in coaching that I realized, oof, I really don't value myself. I don't feel worthy of taking up other people's time. So all of these things are sort of unearthed in private one-on-one -on -one coaching. Looking at these things in yourself is so, so powerful. It's very often easier, far easier to do this with somebody else. When you want actions and words to match up, 
in dating, in relationships, in business with your kids, start with you. When your actions and words match, this is where real transformation happens. The result you want is in the work you are avoiding. You are loved by me. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, we magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me. <laughs>